For over 20 years, I've dedicated my life to bringing you the very best business building strategies to keep you thriving. Get ready to experience the success you've been searching for. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tom Ferry Show, episode 23. Thank you so much for all the kind words, the shout outs, the shares, and everything else. By the way, happy summer, hello. Eddie's getting shreddy, it's summertime. I had to just get that in the video. Big shout out to Eddie. Eddie, shreddy. All right, so here's the deal, you ready? You're watching this video and the one thing you and I probably struggle with the most is time. So we're gonna talk about the eight signs of what happens in a business when it's officially time to grow your team. And then we're gonna talk about the six hottest team members that our coaching clients are hiring today to not only save themselves time, but also increase their sales performance and their service. So let's talk about it, you ready? The first thing, eight signs, like what are the triggers? What are the sort of lagging indicators of, wow, it may be time for me to start looking at building my business beyond just a solo entrepreneur, a solopreneur, into building a team under my brokerage, inside my brand, to expand my business and get me more time. Well, the first one is, if your income is plateaued, it is absolutely time for you to grow your team. It's absolutely time for you to begin to leverage the assets of your business to make more money. So if your income is stuck, everybody talks about the glass ceiling, right? You can only make so much money, I've only got so much time. If you've hit that glass ceiling, it's time to grow a team. Number two, notice my little fantastic art here. If you've consistently missed your listing and sales goals, then guess what? It's time for you to start looking at a team. So these are all my little arrows missing the target. If you're not hitting your sales goals, if you keep saying, I'm gonna do X and you do less than X, look, you can't get any more time. You've gotta leverage your assets, you've gotta leverage yourself to be able to produce more. That's the game. Number three, this is a big one. If you just simply lack the free time or worse, you feel like you're always running way too fast. <laughs> Do you know that experience? Like, I gotta go to this appointment, then I gotta go here, then I gotta pick up my kids, and then I got this going and that going on. And how it really shows up is, you're not present for anyone. If you're not present for people, if you can't stop and pause and look them in the eyes and get connected, you're running way too fast, and it's time for you to start looking at a team. Number four, you like my art there? If you've got cracks in your system, in your process, and a great way to look at this is, if your email's not going out, if your mailers aren't going out, if you're not following up with your sellers on a regular basis and staying in communication, if the operation is breaking down, if customer service is dropping, if you're not talking to your past clients in Sphere on a regular basis, if you're doing that, it's time for you to start looking at a team. And then of course, number five, this is the big one, ready? What we see is when people get too busy, they drop marketing and lead generation. And what happens is they put all their eggs in one basket. They become you know, one dimensional, if you will, in their business. And when you become one dimensional, you actually are stymieing, you're, you're stopping growth. And that's not good. And I know why, because I actually hear people say things like, I can't handle anymore, I can't handle any more business. To which my response is, if you can't handle more business, if you have more people that trust you, like you, respect you, and want to do business with you, whether it's a referral or an internet lead or someone you met in an open house, and you simply don't have the time to follow up, hello, 
it's time to build a team. Number six, if you're averaging more than nine plus hours a day, and what I really mean by that is, if you're laying there in bed at night, checking email and having to follow up, and I don't mean like socializing, Facebook, yada, yada, I mean you're doing searches for clients at 9.30 or 10 o'clock, I mean, I, I, this is an adult show. There's better things to be doing in bed with your spouse than you checking your email. You with me? It may be time for you to look at hiring a team. And then of course, number seven, I'm seeing this a lot. I actually just posted this on a few of our private client pages, just asking, how are you feeling right now? Are you fired up? Are you inspired? Are you tired? Are you uninspired? And I didn't have many uninspired. I had a lot of people that just said, I'm just tired, man. I've just been running so hard. And I, I just ask them all the time, can you carve out a few more dollars to buy some freedom? You see, everything I do professionally in my life is I ask myself this question, is it gonna get me to my goal faster or is it gonna save me time? Like get me more time with my family, more time with my kids. I smile just thinking about it, right? More time with my wife, more, more like date nights and fun where you're not talking business and looking at your phone. You know, if you're feeling overworked, if you're feeling burned out, it's either you don't get the time off that you want because you gotta do it all control freak Alina. You know what I'm talking about? You're just such a control freak, you gotta do it all. That's a classic sign. If it's time to go from a solo entrepreneur to building a team. And then the last one, number eight, is you're just missing quality of life. I mean, that's you separated from your family. I mean, look, at the end of the day, all the money in the world, all the sales in the world, all the transactions, all the people that you help, what matters most is your family, right? Your health and vitality, the things that ultimately, like the dash of your life, the day you're born, the day you pass away, that dash, that dash is not just you and a bunch of real estate transactions, that dash is the memories of your life, the experiences, the richness, and if you're missing this, I'm telling you, listen, Tim Smith, one of my great clients, I get to see him this afternoon, right? So Timmy, early on, he said, I'm running so fast, I'm so busy, what do I do next? And we actually ended up hiring for him a showing agent, someone that it does all of his showings, you know, high end, no lockbox, right? Got to have somebody there to open the doors. And though that felt expensive in the very beginning, you know what it bought him? Time with his two children under four years old. Nights and weekends where he wasn't out on appointments, but instead he was with his beautiful wife and his two young kids. And able to, you could just see the richness and quality of life. Yes, did he give up a few dollars? Absolutely yes. But what did he gain? What did he gain? The time and the memories, the dash. By the way, that's from a poem called The Dash. You might want to check it out. So you look at those eight, and I know naturally you're going to say, oh man, some of you are like, I'm guilty of all eight. Well, don't beat yourself up. Instead, ask yourself, who do I hire first? Who do I go after first? And then what are the actions I should take? And that's what we're going to cover right now. So we asked all of our best clients, who are the people you're hiring? Who are the hottest team members right now? And you know, as you're watching this, if you're a broker owner, you're a regional executive, you're a manager, you're a top producing agent, you're a brand new agent. Teams are the hottest thing going right now. And you're going to see a lot more from us on how do we help you develop teams, job descriptions and everything else. But I'm going to tell you, when we survey our clients, here's the hot stuff. 48% have a buyer or sales agent on their team. So they're either listing and handling buyers or they're working buyers because you're out taking listings. 39% of a transaction coordinator. So all they're doing is working on the escrow side, if you will, versus 36% 
also have a listing coordinator. So yes, they've got both, you with me? Someone that is just managing the listing side, the customer service side, maybe the showings, definitely the follow-up, you know, the inputting, all that good stuff versus the transaction coordinator managing the closing. 27%, and by the way, big arrow up because this number has been growing tremendously over the last two years. 27% of our clients have gone out and hired a marketing coordinator, whether it's one day a week or like some of them, big shout out to the Garrisons and so many others that have somebody full-time, full-time making sure that the marketing plan that they write for the year with their marketing coordinator gets executed on time. So frequency, everything is being tracked, measured and done right. And though it's a small percentage, the impact this one is having is tremendous. 17% have actually gone, and this person really should be up here in terms of you know priority in the business, have gone out and hired an operations manager. Call it a GSD, get stuff done, or project manager, because you know you, you watch the Tom Ferry show, you come to an event, you're a smart business person, you're talking to people, you're seeing ideas, and what we lack is the time to go out and implement, the time to go do all these great things that institutionalize our business and take it to the next level. So uh, you know, a chunk of our clients have decided, hey, you know what? This person's gonna be a salary with some bonus, probably little bonus, bigger salary, but I'm gonna go find that person who's an experienced VP of operations who can institutionalize everything we do around here to make my business hum and grow to the next level. So that's a big one. And here's a fun one, 12% of our clients now have an OSA or ISA, an outbound sales associate or an inbound sales associate. What does that mean? Well, you look around here, you see 47 people on my team that are making phone calls and following up and making sales and setting appointments and doing all that stuff. A lot of these great agents have figured out that lead generation is the easy part, right? Getting in front of customers online and offline to attract leads, that's the easy part. All the money is in the follow-up and conversion. So people are actually hiring now, someone working full-time, three days a week, two days a week, outsourced someplace else around the world to have these people following up on your leads and doing that 10-step concept to make sure that you're getting the highest possible conversion possible. So again, lots of different options. The question is, where do you start? Which one's right for you? I don't want to make a generic statement because some of you might already have two buyer's agents and you're looking going, wow, I need the marketing coordinator where others are saying, I don't have anybody on my team. Well, who do you start with? You probably start right here with someone that can manage your escrows and manage the business side of your, of your world, the paperwork, the transactions, freeing you up to go do the things you know you should do, which is talk to clients, go on appointments, negotiate deals, win more business, right? Go be the artist and let somebody else be the operator of your business. Now, I can spend days on this one, so I only got a few more points for you. Here's some actions I want you to think about. Here's some actions I want you to take. Number one, if you're thinking about growing your team, you gotta decide on what's the outcome. Are you, are you doing this because you wanna save time? Or are you doing this because you wanna grow revenue? Or are you doing it for both? You gotta be crystal clear, because the moment I say to someone, hey, you should hire you know, your first assistant, they go, oh my goodness, how much money is that gonna cost? And yet, by the way, that's the wrong way to look at it, you with me? The right way to look at it is, when I bring somebody on board who now manages all the mundane, all the paperwork, the stuff that I'm not really good at, because I type you know, with my thumbs four words every other minute, 
If I'm doing that stuff, it's a waste of time. If I bring that person on board, how much more could I create? How many more customers can I serve? How much more revenue could I generate? That's the better way to look at it. So I always say, start with the end result in mind. I'm gonna bring this person on board because I wanna get one day off a week, guaranteed. One day off, no phone, no nothing, forward the number to them, oh, heaven. And I wanna double my income. And by hiring that first assistant, that's normally what happens. So number two is you wanna create a job description. So you're crystal clear when you're interviewing somebody what that job is and most importantly, what work they're going to do for you so you're free, right? So you get more time and increase your revenue. So we're gonna go ahead and attach the job description of the ideal real estate assistant. It's just a simple mind map for you to look at and say, wow, if somebody else was doing all of that, what would I do? Oh, I know what you do. You'd get on the phone, you'd book appointments, you'd sell houses, right? You'd be driving revenue and no longer doing all those other tasks, and that's a good thing. The third thing is you gotta create a compensation plan. Now, this is where it gets interesting, right? So my basic recommendation to you, if you're hiring your first assistant in real estate, you wanna do as low base as possible, what's comfortable but slightly uncomfortable for you, but right for them, and give them a bonus based upon closed transactions. So, you know, you know your local market. All you have to do is say, what does a real estate assistant earn in my town? You Google that, you're gonna find some research, you're gonna find some numbers. Maybe it's not a real estate assistant, maybe it's an assistant in another profession. And you're gonna say, wow, they earn X. So, what percentage of that could I have in their base? What percentage could I have based upon closed transactions? And now guess what happens? When they're not getting paid based upon closed transactions, they're gonna start saying, do we need to do marketing more effectively? Do you need me to take that on for you? Do you need me to follow up on your leads? They're gonna get more engaged in the things that cause you to go do the things you know you're supposed to do, and that's the partnership, right? That's what you're looking for, that marriage of operation and sales experience to grow your business. Then, the last one is, Higher right, higher right. So we talk a lot about artists versus operators. I know it's a long Tom Ferry show, but this is a big conversation, so check it out. Are you an artist? Like, are you really good with people? Phenomenal in front of a customer? No one better at the negotiation and the fun and the hunt of the deal? But when it comes to the organization of your business, kind of no bueno, if you're feeling like that, you're an artist. And by the way, the artists are the ones that make all the money in this business versus the operator, you know this person, they're meticulous, detail-oriented, every file is exactly as it's supposed to be. They drive you nuts as an artist, but they're exactly what you need to take your business to the next level. Now, it doesn't matter which one you are. It's kind of like, you know, tortoise and the hare, if you will. The operator slowly just plods along, follows the process, does the right thing, right? Maybe they don't have the razzmatazz that you have but they do the right thing over and over and over, and that's what makes their business grow, where the artist, woohoo, right man, they're out there doing deals and it's highs and it's lows and it's everything else under the sun. When you blend the two together, your business goes to the next level. So if you know you're an artist, don't hire another artist. You don't need two of you, wah, that'd be too crazy. Instead, hire the operator. And if you're the operator, maybe you need the artist, that face out there that gets the razzmatazz going, that serves the customers, that loves the presentations. So I know it's a lot of information. You're probably going to want to watch this two or three times. Please leave some comments at the end. Let me know what you're thinking. By the way, tell me, are you an artist or an operator? That's really what I want to know. Are you an artist or are you an operator? Thanks so much for watching. Remember always, your strategy matters. And now more than ever, Hiring a team really rules. Thanks for watching. If you love what you're seeing here, then click the button below.
to join our online community absolutely free. Thanks so much. <laughs>